Hey, Mutiny Radio listener, it's 4 o'clock, it's Saturday, it's time for an open mic. We're waiting for the throngs of comedians to come flowing through the doors to practice their jokes. I wrote three jokes today, so I'm over the moon. (laughs) I'm like, three new jokes, oh my gosh. We're going to listen to some prints while we're waiting for the comics to flow in. Right now we have Rob Edwards, who's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Hey! And uh, that's going to be exciting. We're going to get started with this open mic in just a bit. We're going to listen to Prince because I was just watching Purple Rain, which is out on Netflix. And oh boy, is that a the worst movie or the best movie ever. I still, it is affecting me. <laughs> it is weird. 1984. Wow. Uh, cool. So listen to some Prince and we'll be right back with some comedians here on the Saturday open mic at mutinyradio.fm. <laughs> Matthew Quirk in the house. Rob Edwards and Matthew Quirk and Pam Benjamin and a guy off the street, a real audience member. We're, we're a fella, yes, from the neighborhood. We'll be, uh, we're gonna wait for one more comedian and then that three, four comedians in a room, room makes a show, especially if there's a real person who has a soul who's gonna watch us, yeah. Here at the Saturday Open Mic, MutinyRadio.fm. that does it that means there's a quorum of comedians there's four that means and a real audience member that means we can get started warhol looks like he just woke up would you like a piece of chocolate or there's there's some c's candy right there have a piece of candy the one with the little looks like a c on top is um raspberry on the inside which is very exciting uh the jw blunt who has a show here on fridays from four to six he works for c's candy and so he brings candy by all the time that's for Sam, sorry. Uh, all right, 
We're gonna get started. I'm gonna uh, go around because I have some new jokes I'm really excited about. Yay, me, yay. Yay, me, And make sure, yes, it works, yay. All right. Okay, so I even, I've been sober lately. I, uh, I haven't drank, I'm taking a dry juary in February, that's what I'm doing. But just like my ballet teacher said, you know, you always return to the bar. <laughs> I used to be a ballerina, <laughs> I gotta return to the bar. Not yet, end of the month, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, I, drunk Pam, does weird things for sober Pam. Like some people when they're drunk, super drunk, they like buy themselves gifts, right? They get on Amazon, they wake up, they're like, oh, I bought myself a water purifier, great. Or I bought myself cashmere socks, wow. I, you know, other people late night, they, what else do they do? You know, they have sex, oh yeah, you got drunk, you had to, oh, wake up, oh, look at that, I had sex, that's so great. But uh, drunk Pam gives sober Pam weird things, uh, like acid. <laughs> I woke up once out of a blackout, and I was like, why is this? I was actually in this room, and there were lights that were spinning around, and I was like, what is happening? Why? I'm on acid. When did I take acid? Turns out that drunk Pam gave sober Pam acid. Yay! Uh, I also gave myself uh, a facelift. This is a, a drunk facelift. I fell on my face. And they stitched it back up, and it's a Medi-Cal facelift. Yay, I lost a wrinkle, and my eye is lifted. It was the best thing that could have happened. Drunk Pam gave Sober Pam a free fucking facelift. Weird gifts from my drunk self. Uh, I've been rereading Greek tragedy. I do that every once in a while. Because I never understood the, the Oedipal complex. But now that I hang out with all these young comedians... I definitely understand the edible complex. I make really good edibles, that's what I'm saying. I, that's how I lure them in, is my edibles. Ah, edible complex, ha ha ha. You know what I love about soccer? Finally, I get to watch hot 23-year-old men actually make their goals. <laughs> they're, they're literally making goals. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Uh, I found these pants in a tree in the mission. These are tree pants. That's a thing. Uh, I have a specific San Francisco hygiene question. If my tree pants don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No. <laughs> uh, I've been wearing these pants for a couple days and now they smell like my pee, but I kind of like it. It's uh, San Francisco hygiene question number two, if you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming heroin? <laughs> More of a etiquette question, I think, rather than. Uh, hygiene question number three, you trying to lower your carbon footprint? We're San Franciscans, we're all trying to do that, right? Yeah, so if I'm on the potty and I'm going number two and I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. It's just location, location, location. Don't live in the tenderloin, I think is the, that story. Look, I even wrote things down. Uh, I'm a feminist. Yay. You guys, you guys feminists? Cool. I don't like to call myself a feminist. It's kind of a political word, kind of charged and triggering. I'd rather call myself a cunt face. It's more 
real. But I, I have, I have, what else am I going to call myself, right? I, I'm a female. I'm a person. I'm a woman. I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. Can you guys spell? It's okay. I can spell. I'm a witch. Ah! <laughs> uh, there is no men in feminism. <laughs> it's actually just an I. I am a feminist. The men aren't really there. The words really are political, though. Like every month, uh, I menstruate. Menstruate. The one thing you can literally never do when you put your name all over it. Menstruate. When you have sex for the first time, women, we break our hymen. Hi, men. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi, men. Hi. The one word we get, the one feminine pro pronoun, what do we get? Herpes. Herpes. What do we get? Ah. Oh. The one I do understand uh, is menopause. <laughs> Going through that now, men are definitely pausing on me. They're like, whoa, she is older than I thought. What? <laughs> menopause. Okay, those were my new jokes. Do you like the new herpes tag? Isn't that cute? Yay, clap for me. It's a good tag, right? Yay, I finally made that joke work. Herpes, it's a heavy-handed thing. Uh, and and um, drunk Pam, I'm gonna work on that drunk Pam thing. Cool. Well, thanks you guys for being here. And we're here at the, the, the Saturday Open Mic. Are you a comedian too? You're just an audience member? Holy fuck, we've got two audience members. No, it's very exciting. Hey, look, we have two audience members. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, patrons of the arts. Yeah, patrons of the arts. If, you, if anyone wants to patronize, I don't, I don't want to patronize you guys, but we always need money. <laughs> don't patronize me. No, we, we do have a Patreon, too. I just don't know how to access it. Uh, but yeah, we've got give, us, give me money and take a free CD. I don't know what's up with them, but someone left them, and I'm like, have a CD. Woo! And we're all here. So, Rob, you want to go first? He's going to wow all of you. He has a show next week at Il Parada on Thursday called Grimy. He's up and coming on the scene. He's super, super funny. And you're going to love him. Put your hands together, everyone, for Rob Edwards. Yay! Yay! What's happening? What's happening? This is weird. I'm not used to wearing pants in here. I'm usually wearing, like, sweatpants or basketball shorts or some shit. But... Anyway, let's work on some new jokes. Uh, so yesterday was Valentine's Day. How many of y'all celebrated that? No? Yeah. You know, people were having sex. Probably a lot of people masturbated, probably. Yeah. You know, thing of, I, I think masturbation is important, you know. I'm probably going to end up buying one of those, those life-size dolls, like those fucking, those real, you know, those dolls, whatever. You know, I told a girl this, and she like tried to judge me. I'm like, what? How are you gonna judge me? Like, at least, at least I appreciate the whole woman. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, half of y'all run around with like severed dicks. You know what I'm saying? Like somewhere there's a ditch, filled filled with plastic dickless dudes who've been castrated and left for dead because you wanted to be convenient. How dare you judge me, you fucking psychopath? How could you? All right. And people always say, uh. Keep it a hundred, you know, live your truth. You know, how many people believe, you know, you should always keep it a hundred. I don't, I don't think you should. I don't think, I think depending on the person, you should keep it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? For example, like I was, uh, 
I was driving in San Francisco and one of the homeless guys was kind of just walking in the street while I was on a green light and he was just, you know, walking in the middle of the street and we had to stop. He's cussing and shit. And I'm like, you know, if Rob had kept it 100, if Rob had lived his truth, I'd have ran his ass over. You know what I'm saying? I would have ran his ass over. I would have stopped, put my hazards on because safety first. And I would have backed over him like Suge Knight. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like I should never keep it 100 because somebody will end up dying. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, depending on the person, you know, don't live your truth. Uh, what else? Uh, things girls say. Uh, so, uh, I was with, you know, I, I talk a lot about some of the conversations I've had with women and, uh, you know, some, I exaggerate some of them to make them funny. This one is word for word what happened. Uh, how many of you people, how many of y'all just ask, right? Like, you know, when you see somebody like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, just as like a social norm or whatever. Yeah, you know, I say that. I, mean, you, I don't really want to know how it's going. I just want you to say, oh, it's going great. And then you just kind of move along. You know what I'm saying? There was this girl who, and I can't emphasize this enough, I barely knew her. And we're talking, I was like, hey, how's it going? And she goes, well, I just came from my OB, OBGYN and I got this cyst removed from my cervix. No bullshit, she said that to me. And you know, I was stupid. I was just expecting the conversation to go the same way. So I was like, oh, that's great, that's wonderful. Like, oh, oh wait, what, what'd you say? And it didn't, she didn't stop there. She's like, well, while he was down there, come to find out, I have two cervixes. I'm like, what, who the fuck? Like, we skipped some steps, you know what I'm saying? Like, I should know your name and your favorite color before we discuss cysts being removed from multiple cervixes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, we skipped some steps. I'm saying, and I, I don't like letting girls get away with that kind of shit because if I had said that something like that to her, I would be a creep. You know what I'm saying? Like if she had asked me how's it going, and I was like, man, I was at the doctor, and I just got this, I had this nasty rash on my balls, uh, and he was down there trying to fix it, and while he's down there, he's like, hey man, you know you have three testicles? I'm like, what? I have three testicles? Yeah, I have three testicles, man. It's crazy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? She would have yelled for help. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a creepy shit. All right, what else, what else? Uh, you know, in my old age, I'm getting older, and you know, I don't really chase girls anymore. I used to chase girls all the time. I don't really do it anymore. I feel like, I'm like, I don't know, I don't have the energy. I'm just, I'm more attracted to like pillows. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I've been like banned from like Bed Bath & Beyond. I started catcalling cat pillows and 10,000, when they had 10,000 pillowcase thread counts and shit, like it was fucked up. Got me too by a pillow. Uh, what else, what else? I'm, from, I'm originally from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, Oakland, well, old Oakland. There's more white people in Oakland now. But old Oakland, it was, uh, you know, it was dangerous and, you know, a lot of poverty and stuff. But the difference between Oakland and here is y'all, you know, there was hope in, in Oakland, you know what I'm saying? Because you could look across the bridge and you see San Francisco, a land of like technology and opportunities and shit. You know, in Memphis, we look across the bridge and we see Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? What, what, I don't know shit about Arkansas, nothing. All the thing I know about Arkansas is on first 48, there's a lot of murders and there's a lot of snitching. You know what I'm saying? That's all I know about Arkansas. It's what I've seen on first 48, that's about it. And there's no hope in Memphis. Uh, you know, sometimes no doesn't mean no. Anybody ever had a girl make you beg for sex? It's like, I don't think you really want it. I don't think you want it bad enough. You know, like some shit like that. Yeah, I did it a couple of times. The first time, you know, the sex was good. But here's the thing. If you make me beg for it and the sex isn't good, I will hold it against you. Absolutely. Yeah. She woke up wanting to go to the Cheesecake Factory and I'm like, 
this is some Popeye's chicken pussy here. I don't know what, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Two piece and a biscuit, no drink. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who hyped you up, but uh, you've been misinformed. Yeah, let me see. Uh, relationships, uh, you know, I'm brutally honest and it's kind of like, girls say they want an honest dude, but they don't, they really don't, don't, don't believe them. Uh, you know, and she said like, well, maybe you could just sugarcoat it. You don't have to say it like that. And here's the thing, sugarcoating for me, is like a gateway drug, okay? Like I start off trying to sugarcoat and like, yeah, man, I, I had sex with that girl, but I love you, you know what I'm saying? Like some shit, then I go from that to just leaving shit out like, a redacted, you know, molar report or some shit. Like, yeah, so you said you were at the bar here and then you got here, but the timeline, you're missing about two hours. Uh, what, what is that? And I'm like, that is classified information. You don't have the clearance for this, all right? Executive privilege. And then I go from that to coming up with fiction that could rival Charles Dickens. You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking, yeah, man, I got, I got drugged and I just woke up and my wallet was gone. I don't know what the fuck happened. I think Cardi B... I think Cardi B drugged me and took my money. I don't know, because, you know, she used to drug dudes and rob them. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> gateway drug. Uh, let me see. A lot of girls I talk to now, they like take pride in, in being crazy. I don't know if you ever talked to some of them. They're like, I'd be like, hey, what's up? It's like, uh, I'm crazy, so you, you better know what you're getting into, right? I'd be like, uh, I used to like go for it, but now I'm like, Rob ain't getting into nothing. You know, now I'm just kind of like, so what are you gonna do about that? Do you take therapy? Is there like some medications? It's like, well, why do I have to do something about it? And I'm like, cause you're an adult. I don't know. It just seems like the adult thing to do. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't run around, I don't run around here crazy. I'm a black man. I have to control myself. You know what I'm saying? Why don't, why can't you? I don't know. Uh, what else? Uh, masturbation? Uh, apocalypse, right? So I'm going to talk about the apocalypse. Uh, I can't get behind uh, like veganism and like uh, gun control because that type of shit won't uh, survive the apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not something I can get behind. Like zombies don't have progressive outlooks on society. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't care, you know, what I'm eating or, you know, you know, if like for example in the apocalypse, like say you know I have a gun and you don't, and I you you have something I need, I'm taking your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's without question. You know what I'm saying? In veganism, I'm like you know eating animals. If I if I get hungry enough, I might eat you. I gotta survive. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just it's the apocalypse, man, and I, you gotta be ready for it because that shit might be around the corner. Uh, is there anything else I wanted to work on? Uh, what am I at, Pam? Minute was seven and a half. Seven and a half minutes. Uh, ah, there's not enough black people in here for this joke. You might get. I had a vendetta against. I had a vendetta against light-skinned people going up, growing up. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, because my family, like my immediate family, were all light-skinned. My brother and sister. So we'd go somewhere and be like, my brother would walk in. Oh my God, look at you. That, pretty little hazel eyes, look at you, you're gonna be a little lady killer when you grow up. My sister would walk in, same, she's same thing. Like, oh my God, they're gonna have to beat the boys off of you. Oh my God, they're gonna be all over you. And then I'd walk in and be like, hey Rob, you got a little something in your nose, you might wanna run in the bathroom real quick, go, go clean that off, you know. Like, hey, hey, keep, keep him away from the other children, he'll get the ugly on the other children, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that type of shit, and I, and I feel like Throughout my life, like I've always ended up with some light-skinned 
pretty ass homeboy that I, I didn't I didn't want it, but it just ended up happening everywhere I went. You know, I had I went to school with this like half uh he's half black, half German dude, you know what I'm saying, from Brooklyn. You know, he could speak German and shit. It was like if Hitler wore Tim's and said dead ass after everything, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just crazy. And and then the worst was like this this dude I went to college with, he was uh you know, it's a light skinned dude. Uh he, he, every y'all know who Medusa is. Right, like he could turn women in the stone. I mean, men in the stone. He could do that to girls. I swear he could do it to girls. I saw him do it. He would turn bitches in the stone, and he would take them back and fuck them. I don't know how he did it. I was like, what kind of light skin witchcraft is this? How the fuck are you able to do this shit? It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, all, right. all right, I think that's all I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. He'll be, uh, Valentine's Day is over, so per one of his old jokes, he'll be on the market looking for ladies. Yeah! Christmas is done, no presents there. You survived the New Year's. It's over with Valentine's Day. Now he's back on the market. <laughs> I love that joke he tells. It's, that was a callback to other days. Your next comedian, what a gem. Matthew Quirk, it's you. Uh, he is great. He always, I never know what's going on in the world until he tells me what's happening with the news. He's so topical and the savior of Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay! I'm not the, I'm not the savior of Mutiny Radio. I'm the hero of Mutiny Radio. I'm the hero. Thank you. Uh, by the way, Pam, I hate to be staring at your tits the whole time, but I'm Pam and you're not. It Shouldn't it be you are not, not you're not? Okay, well, it's working. I'm totally not making eye contact. Uh, anyway, guys, here we are, season four of Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency. And I got to be real with you. I didn't think we were going to fucking make it. I mean, I'm surprised we dodged a nuclear war. I'm surprised we're not broken in half. I'm surprised that guy didn't get the fuck impeached and shit. I mean, how, is, how did he make it to the fourth year of his presidency? Jesus. I got to think, though, he's looking back on risking it all on fifth place Joe, right? What a waste of his impeachment get out of jail free card, right? Dude's not even going to be the nominee he's running against. Joe by Dunn. I mean, for all you people in Radio Land, I made hand gestures there that were really meaningful to the crowd. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, man, season four. I'm afraid he's going to do really good in sweeps weeks this year and get renewed for four more seasons, guys. I'm worried about this. I mean, who here voted in the last election? Clap if you voted in the last election. Yeah, who'd you vote for in the last election? <laughs> See, I, I knew that. I knew that. I was ready. Who did you vote for in the last election? You've, Hillary, the last election was the midterms. You guys, this is... <laughs> That's what I was waiting for you to say. Yeah. Uh, this is why I have no faith in... I mean, what the fuck? Even at long last, guys, have you no, no pride? Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I blame all the fucking millennials for this goddamn situation. You guys are perfect fucking examples. Of what's going on there? 
Well, I'm not blaming you. I'm definitely picking on these two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Well, this is killing my premise, though, that, <laughs> that you're not factually a millennial. Imagine a younger crowd here. And, uh, yeah, so you're on my side. You're with me. Yeah, it's all the fucking millennials' fault, right? I mean, what's it going to take for us to get them to vote, for God's sakes? Is the I voted sticker not enough of a participation trophy for these guys or something? Do, I, do we have to make voting more like artisanal, handcrafted revolution? You know? I mean, what's it going to take to get them off their app and get to the... I mean, at this point, oh, motherfucker, I'm getting upstaged by a cute puppy. I can't even really rely on my gingerness to keep your attention. He's got more of that. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, the goddamn millennials. Uh, I mean, and so here we are. Now we've swiped all the way right, you know what I'm saying? See, I'm trying to speak their language, get on their terms. I mean, I guess we can't rely on that whole generation, right? I mean, you're all deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, right? I mean, it's just pathetic. When Armageddon comes, I'm just going to make a couple sandwiches and fight off all the hordes and survive to rebuild society. Anyway, yeah, I guess it's so easy to see how just through your diets, how you're just so unreliable. You guys are all into your paleo bullshit, right? Paleo. How come I'm not losing weight, right? I'm paleo. It's because you're not paleo. You know what is paleo? Shivering. Shivering works your core. Gets those hard-to-reach muscles. That's why they were so ripped back then. They were shivering all the time. Yeah, it's one thing you have to know with your diet. Your kombucha. Who's drinking that? Who drinks kombucha here? Ugh. It's like someone took turnt wine and skunk beer and mixed them together. Anyway, I tried it. Now that I've tasted it, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking. It caused major climate change in my microbiomes. And I was producing methane. That's a science joke. Anyway, I got off of that shit and I started eating kimchi instead. Now that I'm eating kimchi, I gotta say, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? How do you make cabbage worse? When I eat that stuff, it makes me Kim Jong-il. <laughs> Kim Jong-il. Uh. Yeah, one thing after another with the frickin' millennials, your stupid big-for-nothing workouts, your CrossFit bullshit. We had this thing that took the place of CrossFit when I was growing up that kept us in shape. They were called chores. We had chores back then. Yeah, CrossFit. The only reason to do CrossFit is to just do more CrossFit. That's cocaine. See, cocaine went to rehab and came back as a fitness routine. That's why we have CrossFit today. Speaking of delusional, CrossFit did a movie about themselves. They call themselves the fittest people on earth. But how do you call yourself the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? It's more like burning CrossFit. Get it? Burning crosses? Crossfit? You get it. It's connection. Uh, anyway, somebody was once, hey, aren't you worried someone from Crossfit's going to hear that and like 
I don't know, kick your ass after your set. And I'm like, fuck no, man. I'll just slap the water bottle out of their hand and they'll get all dehydrated and fold like a cheap suit. Plus, they grew up in this nerfed out life of all mini concussions and micro concussions. They didn't have concussions when I was growing up. They were called getting your bell rung and it was good for you. It built character. Which is why I got all this character up here. A lifetime of mini, micro, and major concussions. Anyway, the whole generation is just too fucking soft. You got it too soft with weed. Do we even need a 420 holiday in this city? You can already vape in the library. I mean, who here remembers 1987? The year America ran out of weed. See, back then there was weed or no weed. That was it. We used to be homo sapiens looking each other in the eye as we passed the joint around, right? We used to take the roaches and hoard them till Sunday because they were special, right? But now you're just a bunch of homo sativas and homo indicas all sucking down on your individual vape pens, right? You're just cartridge, 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 no wonder you're the school shooting generation, for fuck's sakes. I mean, what's it going to... We're going to have to pull a fucking jewel out of a tortoise's nose before you guys realize what, how polluting that shit is? It's terrible. Plus, you're all lost on your fucking Pokemon, go walk off a cliff, nav apps, because you lost your ability to find your friends in a park. It's terrible. And you got it too soft with fucking pussy, too. Yeah, well, you see, back when I was growing up, it was like the jungle down there, right? You were in the Nam and shit, right? Looking out for Charlie, right? The orgasm was still a myth back then, and the G-spot hadn't been invented yet. And the clitoris was like the Mayan city of gold swallowed up by the jungle. You couldn't see which way was north. But now it's nothing but scorched earth down there, man. Nothing. It's like the Iraq war. Nothing between you and Baghdad. No mystery. And we didn't have the vagina monologues or Google Maps back then to help us out. Yeah, thank you, please. I was wondering if there was a horn. And you're a bunch of wusses with your microdosing too, for God's sakes. Too fucking chicken shit to take a real dose and trip. You know, I tried your, mo your microdosing. That, that was my New Year's resolution last year. You know, for depression. I microdosed. And uh, what I have to report back from the other side is this is a depressing fucking city to live in, man. This dystopian shitscape. But anyway, I got a new New Year's resolution. I'm inspired by all the professional comics who do like a, like every year they do another special and they throw away their hour and do another hour. So my New Year's resolution is uh, I'm going to come up with a brand new five minutes this year for all you guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Matthew Quirk. Nine minutes and 40 seconds elapsed during your set. Uh, your next comedian, he's up. He has an instrument. That's exciting. Put your hands together for the right reverend love. love 
Thank you for coming to Brother Love's Good Time Gospel Hour. Saturday afternoon, we'll take it easy, save ourselves for Sunday. But that don't mean that we can't have the Holy Spirit in this room today. Thank you, Holy Congregation. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, First Church of the Second Coming. I know Jesus, he is coming. Oh, just think about Jesus coming. Thank you for coming. A brother loves good time. Gospel power hour. On our way to Missouri. On our way to Branson. On our way to the big show. Are you ready for the Holy Ghost power? Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Amen. Are you? Sinner. Who needs saving? Oh, are you a sinner? Who needs to be saved? your head I see you with those sinful thoughts in your head I 
I see you losing faith right there, and I will not let that happen to you. So I wrote a song. So you can believe this child cancer, a Holocaust too. Tornadoes, tsunamis, car crashes, earthquakes, it's enough to give a man blues. You might think about losing faith, but don't let that do you in. Because I'll prove to you, holy congregation, now Christ is something you can believe in. Because God gave us pleasure. And God gave us sin, and God gave us the smooth touch of skin. We know Christ loves us, because Christ gave us poppers. Oh, we know Christ loves us, because Christ gave us poppers. Why would you not want to spice up your marriage, potentially? and play with the love the orifice that the Lord gave you. Amyl nitrites is what they are chemically. A muscle relaxant. Obviously, you would only use poppers in the bounds of a whole marriage. Obviously, I do not need to tell you that. <laughs> but until then, keeping your thumb in the balance of marriage, that's a beautiful thing. Here we take a whiff when we need a lift. It's the magic, wonderful sniff. You gotta ask at stores under another name. Still, it helps you deal with a little pain. Just like our Lord up on the cross where he took the Romans and became boss. I'm on my knees saying, Lord, please let me take a whiff of poppers. Be a good believer, yeah. Because God gave us pleasure and God gave us sin. And God gave us the smooth touch of skin. We know Christ loves us because Christ gave us poppers. Oh, oh, yeah. We know Christ loves us because Christ gave us poppers. Oh, one last time. We know Christ loved us because Christ gave us poppers. Are you ready yet to open up your wallets because you are a believer? Are you ready to support the ministry of a brother love? Are you ready to face your Lord and get into those heavenly gates? I know what you're thinking, sinner over there, sitting in your... 
sitting in your khakis. Think about the Lord real snappy. Saying, what's Jesus got to do with me? Christ never used no apps. Christ cannot understand me. I can see it in your eyes. Christ never used no apps. Christ cannot understand me. He only walked on two beautiful, fairly muscular feet on sandals. No, he never called a lift. He wouldn't have used the date and apps anyways. But he surely never used a Tinder. Can the Lord understand me? Yes, the Lord can understand you. And I'll give you proof in one last stanza of a song. Oh, there ain't no bloke I'd rather take a toke with than happy-headed hot by Jesus. He'd puff past pass, always share his stash. Hippie-headed hot by Jesus. He'd be so concerned with the munches that we yearn for. Hippie-headed hot by Jesus. We died on what we wish is eating up loaves and fishes with hippie-headed hot by Jesus. Yeah, with hippie-headed hot by Jesus. Hallelujah, brother love. Sing the praises, everyone, for the right reverend love. All right, that is what happens at the Saturday open mic. And now this, your next comedian, what a hilarious guy. He produces a bunch of shows around San Francisco, but notably uh, one of the best things on a Monday, absolutely, at Delirium at from 8 to 11. Always a great lineup, always a great show. He's hilarious. Put your hands together for Warhol Kaufman. <laughs> Dude, I heard you were going to sing a song. Can't wait to hear it, man. Look forward to that. You sounded like an alien anthropologist during your incredibly long nine-minute set. It was amazing. All right. Now some ill-thought-out jokes, shall we? Been thinking a lot about about star-crossed lovers. You know? Yeah, like what if what if Princess Leia fell in love with Captain Picard, you know? It'd be this tragedy. Oh man. That's just a glimpse into the kind of shenanigans you have to look forward to. During my even longer nine minute set, it's gonna feel twice as long as the eons. <laughs> Were we supposed to start hot? Shit. Okay. All right, I got you. Here we go. Yes. Tarantino won an Oscar. That's cool or whatever. Cool. But I just want to see the outtakes from Pulp Fiction, you know? I just want to see Samuel Jackson like, tell me the GDP of what? How do you file taxes properly? How many independent contractors can call... Uh, they're tax attorneys and what before April 15th for an extension 
You ever go to the cheesecake cheesecake sweatshop? They work hard there, man. It's nice to see you. Are you still brother love, or is it only while you're on stage? Okay. Cool. Yeah. So what did you think of Brother Love's set then? It's a good question. Um, uh, on, the whole, I was, on the whole, I was happy. I'm trying to make an hour. I mean, I am making an hour-long show out of it. So it's nice to know that... Um, it could baptize everyone in sweat. It's nice to see people like really wonder and be uncomfortable. And I can keep that going longer because I don't want to do something short like this. But like, I'm, I'm still uncomfortable. People Um, so my, my girlfriend, I like, I did acid the other day and I fell asleep and she uh, went through my phone and then she got mad at me. She got mad at me a couple of reasons. One, because she was like, she didn't find any evidence that I'm cheating. She was like, you're hiding stuff. She got mad that I was hiding. I'm like, oh, you're deleting messages. But also she was pissed because she was looking at the porn on my phone and she's like, they're all white girls. Like all these, they're just all white girls, you know? And she doesn't understand. I'm trying to explain to her, like, no, I'm, I'm just Googling bukake. It's not personal, you know? It's just mostly white girls and Asian girls in the bukake shoots. Don't turn this into, like, a xenophobic thing. She doesn't understand. You guys like fucking minors? It's great. No, they're really appreciative. You go down into the into the shaft, you know, and you just find one who's like on a break or whatever. As long as the canary doesn't die, you'll be fine. Everyone's really I like fucking minors, dude. Um I'm actually the sheep of color in my family. You ever you ever wonder like I f- sometimes find myself wondering like I wonder I wonder what percentage of veterans are are amputees, but just like whatever's left, I guess. Math joke. Reparations. I found a solution for reparations. This is a good one. This is simple. I don't know why no one thought of it before. It's simple. Every African descendant of enslavement receives one nuclear warhead and we just call it even it's like it's all everything is cool you know you know how you take a when you take a hoe to the hospital she needs to see a doctor man she needs she needs medical she's having a medical emergency what are you a fucking monster take her to the hospital she asks I think it's time for me to forget the Alamo <laughs> and focus on remembering 9-11 full time. It's time. Texas is number one in hot car infant death. Just the facts. Guys, you know, man, it's like I didn't, I don't understand why we need all these, all these weapons to kill people you know like can't you just kill people with a rock 
You know what I'm saying? I never said people are mis misquoting me sometimes when I get up here. You know, if you want to quote me, it's fine, but don't don't misquote. You know, like I never said white people are stupid. I didn't say I didn't say white people are stupid. I never said white people are stupid. I didn't say white people are stupid. But Europe's not a continent. I heard uh, this news story. It's topical from Halloween. You're going to love this. This is brighten your day. News story from Halloween. I don't know if you heard. There was a seven-year-old girl who was shot in a bee costume. She died on Halloween in Chicago. It's like, aren't the bees dying fast enough? Fucking Jesus Christ. You guys like Bernie? You like Bernie? You like Bernie? I love Bernie. I do. I love. I love. I love Bernie Madoff. I love Bernie Madoff. So I love Bernie. Bernie Madoff is amazing. I think he's incredible. Um. So would you rather have a nice day, Rasputin? Hey, dude, I bet his dick is like eight feet long. Um. Would you rather? Get run over by a jaguar or mauled by an actual jaguar. It's a better lawsuit. That's real. You got your head in the game. They missed a couple of the jokes. I told all my good jokes. I'm just going to start at the beginning. Again. All right. I was trying to figure out if I'm too big to fail. Turns out I'm not. I'm not too big to fail. I'm the right size to fail. I'm actually perfect failure size. People say Negroes can't swim, but my great uncle went swimming all the time before he drowned. They could not get him out of the river. Actually, Negroes can't swim is just the first part of the sign on the whites only pool. Negroes can't swim in this pool. Go drown in the river. You know, despite what everyone's saying and has been saying for over a year, I think Joe Biden still has a path to victory. Uh, if he runs against Trump in 2024, I think he has a good chance. Too depressing. All right. No, I used to love as a kid getting my dick sucked. Thank you. If you believe we've been to the moon, then you accept that we only let white men on the moon. So that's on you now. That's your bad now. Um, there's this band in the 90s called Dizzy Up the Girl. Isn't that what Cosby got in trouble for? For real though. No, I think it's terrible. They, um, I think it's awful that that Bill Cosby raped Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Like, I don't even think, he doesn't belong on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. I think he doesn't. He shouldn't. Like, there's no, we don't have any room for rapists. Well, only white rapists on the Supreme Court. And Clarence Thomas. That one goes full circle. hey -o. It's like a hula hoop, that joke. I was thinking about Trump's platform, and he might be, you know, I hate to say it. He might be right, you know, like maybe we should build a wall. 
And another wall, couple more walls and a ceiling. Let's build some housing. Let's build some affordable housing, people. I think Joe Biden might have a path to victory if he gets in a time machine and goes back to 1980 or whenever when he ran before. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukkake fetish. Can't do that on television. So I've been working on this audition. Um, I've been working on this monologue. And... Um, but it's it's like I guess it's like a famous monologue or whatever. So like, I didn't want to get stuck in just this one interpretation, you know, just because like somebody did it that way. So I was trying to think like, okay, well maybe what if it wasn't him, you know? It's like it's it's a Humphrey Bogart monologue. What if it wasn't Humphrey Bogart, right? Like what if what if they cast Tracy Morgan and and Casanegro instead? <laughs> Last night we spoke of a great many things. You said I was a. All right, thank you. Warhol Kaufman, everyone! Yay! You accept that there are no black people on the moon. Oh, then we won't let black people on the moon. I like that joke. I think it's very funny. Uh, ladies, you feminists? Sure, knock knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. Yeah, it's like the precept of feminism. Woohoo! Lots of women in the 70s burned bras and, and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah! Thanks, ladies. A lot of people say that, like in feminism, we should stop objectifying women. And I say it's all about equality. I think we should objectify men equally. <laughs> That's, we should do that. It's a lot of fun to be in comedy, stand up comedy, because um, cute guys come on stage and I. I'm supposed to stare at them for five to ten minutes. <laughs> I get to stare at them. I'm going through menopause, so I'm kind of like, boy crazy, woo! Uh, and I actually, uh, I kind of catcalled my mail carrier. He's on 20th Street. He's super hot, and he's tall and blonde, and he's got this rack. And he was walking down the street. He's, he's a mail carrier. He's a mailman. He's a mailman. And his shirt was open, and he was wearing, like, a wife beater, and I saw a little nip, you know? And so, he was, you know, he was definitely asking for a compliment. <laughs> so I stopped him, and I said, I hope that the Postal Service makes a calendar, and they put you in it. And I winked at him. Cat called my mail carrier. Ooh, he was he's a he's a tall drink of water though. I don't know, you know, I, I finally sort of understand cat calling because I have a kitten, baby kitten, and I call her all the time. I, baby kitty. Come here, baby kitty. I love you. I love you, baby kitty. Come here. Kitty, come here. And then she'll show me her butthole, and I'm like, oh baby, get you know, ah! So I run up to her and I pick her up without consent and I flip her over into a baby and I kiss her on the mouth. <laughs> I understand cat calling. I'm saying that's actual cat calling. Yeah, I get cat complimented, I think. I don't know. It's hard to tell the difference between a cat call and a compliment sometimes. I live in the TL, and a guy uh, said to me, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> that's a compliment. That's a straight-up compliment. I'll take it every time. I even smiled. Ah. <laughs> I gave him a big smile. Another gentleman said, you got a nice fit on today. Oh, I am fit. This is an outfit. Thank you. It's a double entendre and cat complimenting, I think. 
One guy took it way too far. I try not to wear skirts. He said, oh, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh my God, that's catcalling. Also, like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That is gross, man. That's, that's on you. Actually, it's, it's on me. That's, that's the problem. All right, we've got another comedian for you. Last week, he brought his son, and we were still doing, like, cum jokes and bukkake jokes. We were just ruining his six-year-old child. But he seemed okay with it. He's like, he doesn't know. It's fine. He's, he's learning. But he's a, he's a very new comedian, and he's very funny. Put your hands together for Courtney. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. I want to have that son that, you know, he goes on the playground. He tells all the other kids, you guys want to hear something? <laughs> it's gonna be my son, you know. He's the shit, man. I love it. Um, I know a lot of people are mad that everybody's moving to the Bay, you know. Shout out to you know making some noise if you're from the Bay. Damn, one person. Okay, well you all are on my team, then. <laughs> we, we moving here, man. We are like a horde of fucking zombies. We're coming. It is because the Bay is awesome. It's dope here. Think about it. Where else in America can you drive from Tahoe down to Santa Cruz in four hours? God damn, you telling me I can snowboard and surf in the same day? I could catch a, a, a cold in Tahoe and sweat it out by the time I'm in Santa Cruz? It's fucking dope, man. Does, it defies science. I thought snow melted at 32 degrees. Fucking ski in July. Like, what is going on here? It's fucking awesome, man. Seeing a guy with a coat on and it was 85 degrees outside. And he wasn't fucking sweating. Like, how do you do that? It's 85 degrees. I can love the bay, man. But it's not, it's not all, you know, it's not all nice, you know. Definitely got your messed up side, you know. It's like it's so nice in the bay, you walk over homeless people like it like they're not there. You know what I'm saying? You just be walking. Oh, da, da, da keep going downtown i seen a guy shoot heroin and eat a sandwich at the same time the shit was amazing you know and i'm from detroit you know kind of look at detroit and san francisco like san francisco is like sun and fun detroit is like cold and guns it's really fucked up man it's a little you know a little punchline there you know it's, it's really messed up and every time i meet somebody i tell them from detroit they treat me like i'm from a third world fucking country or something they do, just get to ask me crazy questions. You know, is it really that bad over there? Over there, it's the same country. You ever seen anybody get shot? Yeah, uh, yeah, I seen somebody get shot, but you don't ask nobody no question like that. You ever seen anybody get shot? Had a police officer pull me over. Soon he seen my ID was from Detroit. Got to ask me crazy questions. Said, you ever been to jail before? I said, no, I ain't never been to jail. He said, come on, man, don't lie to me. <laughs> I know you've been to jail. It's fucked up, man. You know, I love the Bay, man. And out here, like, when do we start treating dogs like humans? I'm, like, I know they're humane, like, but when do we start treating dogs like humans, man? I went past the park the other day, and dog had a fucking birthday party than I ever had. They had bounce houses and shit. The dogs was in the bounce house jumping around. They was pushing dogs around on strollers and shit like a $125 stroller. 
All the little dogs had individual cakes with cone hats on and shit. It was pissing me off. I couldn't believe it. They had a table set up. I said, how did they get all those dogs to sit around a table like that? It was amazing. You know, and it got kind of weird there, too, because I stayed there and watched, and I heard one woman say, yeah, I got to change my dog's tampon when I get home. I said, what the fuck? You're taking this my baby shit to a whole nother level, you guys. You know? Then we got these millennial dogs, you know, just pissing me off, man. Come on, we don't give dogs table scraps? That was a delicacy when I was coming up. You give a dog the table scraps, bones. They're talking about the shards and, the, and don't give dogs t- table scraps. The shards are tearing their stomach up. Dogs didn't die from table scraps. Seen a commercial the other day, they was ushering the dog out with the fire plan. You didn't never have to tell a dog about the fire plan when I was coming up. These dumbass millennial dogs can't find a way out the house. It's pissing me off, man. It's crazy nowadays. Uh, I don't know if you heard a couple months back, a guy in Colorado killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. You didn't, do you hear about it? Get a guy fucking round of applause then. God damn. That's why we don't celebrate excellence anymore. Come on, man. We in love with social media and shit, all these social stars. Killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. Think about if you was in his shoes, man. It's fucking amazing. He's in Africa. He'd have his own fucking tribe or some shit like that. He'd be a king. Probably get like 300 cattle, some chickens, six or seven wives. You'll be fine. You know, this America, you probably got like two weeks to get back to work and shit or some shit like that. Could you imagine that? As soon as they see your, your boss, he see you on the news or something saying, yeah, uh, he called you up like, yeah, man, you ain't looked that hurt. Uh, I think you have to be back to work on Monday. It's kind of fucked up, man. Then, you know, the um, the people that care about the animals and shit, they'll be coming and, 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 and <laughs> trying to vilify the man. Talking about the, the mountain lion, was his, he was in his own habitat. That man destroyed that animal's life for nothing. It's fucking crazy, man. Um, taking a New York style approach to a lot of things now. You know, every time I see something and somebody pisses me off, you know, I just yell out, suck my dick, pussy, fuck you. Facts. <laughs> you know, I was riding down the street in uh, Palo Alto the other day and I seen a, um, a um, it was a Porsche, man. It was for $119,000, it was a ragtop Porsche. It's like 2014. I walked into the dealership and I said, is that Porsche really 119,000? He said, yeah. I said, suck my dick, pussy, fuck you. And I ran out. <laughs> I don't know if you know about the Jehovah's Witness at Walmart to try to sell you on uh, cable and uh, and, uh, <laughs> and cell phones. It's almost like catcalling. <laughs> hey, you want this? Check it out. Check it out, new cell phone. Discount, discount. Suck my dick, pussy, fuck you. I don't need that. It's kind of fucked up, man. I don't know. How y'all feeling today? Good? That's good, man. Um, I think I might end it right there. I appreciate the time. <laughs> I was going to take some more, Joe. Courtney Morris, everyone. Suck his dick, pussy, fuck you. Yay, what a tagline. Comedy. Chumba Wumba, am I right? No, I'm kidding.
<laughs> I did a hack set the other night. It was really funny. And, and um, at Delirium, which is an, it's a great show, Warhol, when ladies, when you came in, Warhol Coffin was on stage. He runs a great room Monday nights at Delirium starting at 8. It's a free show. It's really fun. Also, there's a new show starting Monday at Wazima. It's going to be the third Monday of the month. Wazima is on Divisadero at Fell. It's a free show. And it's half open mic, half team comedy. So there's going to be nine open mic spots, but there'll be four teams competing. Not competing, just teams are doing 10 minutes and together and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that show is free. It's at nine o'clock. It's at Wazima on Divisadero and Fell, the third Monday of every month. So come out to that, everybody. And your next comedian is something else. Put your hands together for Joey Vegas. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. It is always such a great pleasure and almost a feat to be able to come up here and do this. It is uh, is always such a special moment. I would like to thank you so much. First of all, you know we have just beautiful people here today, and you know, I see you. Some of you guys, I've seen you more than once, and and thank you very much for 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 coming and for being here. Um, thank you. Wow, I'm just okay. Where am I? At? I I just I said where I'm at, but I don't I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> but at least at least I have ugly face to look at, right? I have ugly beard. At least that's what my mom says, you know. Or you know, <clears throat> and like I said, I was talking to my mom. You know, we're at the house, and I don't get to go back home. I am from Belico, California. It's about three or four hours from here, and so it's very far. It's not close to here at all. Um, and so, you know, um, you know, we watch TV, you know, we have a lot of things going on in the world, you know, like you see the woman that was, came up and she was moving the sunglasses, just moving her eyes out of her reading glasses that she was wearing. The Christina Blasey Ford, you seen her, that when she was doing that, right? And so that was very important to, to just for me to, to personally take it in, you know, what she was doing. She was, huh, huh, huh. And so, but if what you take into what she was saying and what was meant to be is she doesn't, she wasn't want, wanting the double penetration. That's what they was doing. They was talking, you know, oh, what is it? and she did, and women, it's not for women. It's, I don't think that that's what women is wanting. Is is to do that is and so that I think is very it plays a very important part in just because she was not involved with politics at all she was just a, a regular woman she says I don't you know you know to do something like that you know and but also means something it does mean something though it does mean something important you know uh, you know w- woman does and for me myself personally I would never do it with another man to another girl like that I would you know I wouldn't be like that but. Yeah, I would. Uh, two women, yeah, you know, like, you know, from being a man, you know, like, oh, wait a minute. She brought up a very important part, you know. It may not be okay to do that to a woman, but for a man, you know, if, if two women, you know, you walk, you know, you're just talking, you're, oh, and just, two women, yeah, I would be okay with that, you know. So maybe a man gets two women now, you know. It could be that, and then and just a man maybe is just good to one woman, you know. And that's what I think I would be, too. And so, you know, you had that. And then also you had, we had the uh, president, Donald Trump. He was having a look at the 
the great, you know, the oh, now I can't even say his name anymore without getting, without my, my shoes, you know, without my feet feeling as if they're moving. The John Roberts. Trump had a stand. No, the president, right? The president. The president of the United States, the free world. He had, he had, he was forced. Oh, he was, have a look. He was going to be judged by John Roberts, right? Oh, right? The, uh, the, uh, the John Roberts, uh, right? Uh, he was uh, very uh, um, tactful in his, his disinstitution of Michael Jackson's song, you know? You remember that, you know, he was, he was against the song of Michael Jackson. And so you think, you know, this man's so powerful as John Roberts, you know? God, this guy, where'd he come from, you know? He's only been there about four or five years, and he oh he's he's uh, suddenly he's the most important he's the most important and the most powerful man in the whole entire world, right? You know, and it goes kind of you know, we are here to have a good time, and goes to uh, one of the jokes I have. What do you call Michael Jackson changing a pair of baby diapers? Gerrymandering. And you're like, oh, what does that mean? Gerrymandering. What is gerrymandering? That's what. John Roberts did to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He cut right in front of her. It was her moment, the whole impeachment. It should have been Ruth Bader Ginsburg that stood right there over Donald Trump, was gonna give it to him. And instead, Donald Trump beats him, you know? But still, it still left a bad and weird and distasteful taste in my mouth by, you know, uh, this man, oh, what's, what's he going to do next now? This man, John Roberts, and not even the president can fire him. And it kind of goes back to, you know, you all have, you all have your own political beliefs and you, we have things like that. But sometimes the judges may be out of control. There was a judge somewhere out, might have been in Idaho maybe, somewhere, or Montana. But he sentenced a man for burning a gay flag. He sentenced a man to 15 years in prison. And to me, that was a travesty in itself. For burning something on the sidewalk, they're gonna throw you into jail for 15 years. And that's not, that's not just, that is not, that is not the company, the, the country I represented. Because I have represented this country before and it doesn't make me any, any more powerful or gives, gives me anything. There's no paycheck coming my way, you know? It's, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a biggest John Roberts, you know? I can't look at the president. You know, I can't look at the president and say, you're going you're, uh, you're to be scared of me. I'm going to give you 15 years. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to throw you out. I'm going to order the military to throw you out of the White House. Big man, John Roberts, you know. Oh, God. But, like I said, my name is Joey Vegas. It's very nice to meet you tonight. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Farmers Only. You can find me on Craigslist. You can find me on YouTube. Thank you very much. Sometimes it's just therapy. Joey Vegas, everyone. Yes. A TED, a TED Talk. A schizophrenic TED Talk. I have no idea what was actually said during that set, but I, I guess we support it. Yay, free speech. Your next comedian, what a lovely young gentleman he is. You're going to laugh at his jokes. Put your hands together for Cody Abe. <laughs> All right. Uh, how are you guys doing today on this Saturday? I'm doing. I'm feeling great. I just. I recently got. I recently got promoted, 
yeah, this is where you clap. No, no need to. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, you, know, you, you don't like. It's nothing, right? No. Um, yeah. After like a lot of hard work and determination, I'm proud to say that uh, I finally have reached second in command of the Yakuza. Like that's <laughs> where I am. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like you can find the full write-up on my LinkedIn, of course. Um, about how much. How happy I am to accept that position. Um, no, the, actually, once this guy came, I told the joke, and this guy came up to me. He's like, "Dude, aren't you afraid that the Yakuza is gonna send like a hit squad out on you or something?" Uh, I was like, "The Yakuza listens to my comedy. That's amazing. Like, if only, right? I, I'd, be, I'd be happy if they did." Uh, but yeah, I am. A, I am Japanese. That's that's, uh, that's the type of Asian that I am. Um, after uh, I uh, after a show once this lady came up to me uh and she's like hey uh you are are the first asian and I, like as soon as someone says like as soon as i hear those words like there's nothing good that's going to come after that and she's she's like you're the first asian i've ever seen um i was like am i <laughs> And she, she was like, you are Asian, aren't you? And it was that, it was like, she said it like in a very accusatory way, as, as if to say, like, I'm not sure if you are. Like, I know that half of your set was talking about Asian things, but you just might be a fan of the culture. You know, like, it's not, I don't think that you are Asian. And I had to be like, yes, I'm Asian, ma'am. Uh, I, I, I didn't know if this was a bit at this point. All I knew was that she was drunk and she probably meant that I was the first Asian she's seen on stage. Like, that's probably what she meant. But uh, I, I wanted to hear her out, you know? So I was just like, yeah, uh, I am Asian. And she was like, uh, and you're Japanese, right? And I was just like, yep, uh, we covered this. Uh, and she, she goes, good job. And that's it. Like, and she just walks away. And I... I think that that like <laughs> the fact that she was able to admit that I was, uh, you know, like I was her like my first Asian starter kit of co comics. Like I think, and I did a good job of it. I think I did my my due diligence there. I don't know. We'll find a way to make that end that 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 funny at all. Uh, we'll try to make jokes that are funnier than the situation. That's what that's what we're. I uh, recently. Um, I recently got my, I, I registered my, I, this is a year of firsts for me. I, I recently registered my car for the first time. Previously, I had been driving around illegally. <laughs> uh, how many of you register your cars regularly? Okay, everybody. No one, you register your home, Matt, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, regularly. Uh, this is the first time I registered my car. Well, and... I, I originally uh, shipped my car from Hawaii, so I had a Hawaii license plate with a registration that was four months past uh, past its expiration date. And so, you know, I was asking to be pulled over, and this whole time I've been driving around like that. And I decided, I just didn't want to go through the trouble of going to the DMV. Uh, I've heard, like, bad things about it or whatever. I don't know. I went there, and it wasn't that bad at all. Like, I got to cut in line twice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what what the deal is. Like you just look more important than people, and they'll let you go. Like, 
or you try to bully them out of it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I got, I got my, I got my car registered. I brought all the paperwork and whatever. And, uh, and then I, uh, they gave me the plates right there. Uh, and when I went out to my car, I didn't have the tools to take my original plates off the car. Uh, so I went back and I asked them for tools and they gave me, uh, the worst tools like they like the, the screwdriver they gave me i probably was better off like filing my nail down and trying to use that because whatever they're using is like is, is is definitely state funded and you can tell um <laughs> okay i uh you know what i didn't believe in that joke either so thank you for the, the feedback on that one um uh <laughs> Yeah, and so I went out to take to take off my uh, plates, and then after I took off my plates, uh, using my bare hands, um, I, I brought them back, and, and I brought the tools back, and then the lady was just like, "You need to get a new like I, I uh, fuck it, we'll, we'll move on." I, I, it's not that I was expecting for that joke to work; it's just that I kind of wanted it to, and I'm disappointed that it didn't. Um, yeah, so like a huge, huge, huge year first. I have to, I had to deal with uh, paying off a, a medical bill through my insurance for the first time. Like previously, uh, I just uh, didn't. <laughs> um, I'm so much in debt from all my medical bills. No, I, I, I have, um, I, I don't. I, I just, I just paid straight up. Like I'm, I'm, a, I was, I was stupid. I just didn't use insurance that I, that I apparently had the whole time I, I just didn't know i did i was just paying the full payment without even trying to claim it on my insurance and it turns out like i should that's what i should have been doing the whole time because i claimed it on my insurance and now uh, i have this bill that i can't pay online like like i know i know that this sounds like i'm complaining but it's bullshit that i can't pay it online uh because they should look at my age on my insurance and be like, oh, this guy's never sent a check in in his life. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 he's never seen a check in his life. Like he's never written a check. He doesn't even know what a check is. Like if you put a check in front of his face, he'd probably say something like, wow, what, why is that? Is this is worth that much money? I didn't know that. Why isn't, why, where, why isn't it in the, in a hard plastic card form? Okay. Um, you know what? Can I be honest with you? I didn't actually write these jokes. I'm coming up with them on the spot. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't write today, and this is, it's it's showing. Um, so uh, I have to do my taxes for the first time, uh, which uh, I've heard. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. I I know that I'm gonna use. I, I know that I need forms or like the my my like for my workplace my my W2s uh but uh it just seems like people don't do them because they don't want to do them not because they're hard cuz I've looked into it and I don't think it doesn't seem that hard to do and it, it, it it's to the point where like I I I know people want to get like a return on it but I I feel like I feel like I'll I'll take out a loan to just have it done I'll, I'll i'll go on a deficit every year just to get it done no matter what like just i, I i'm willing does anybody want, want to do my taxes for me is what i'm trying to ask um okay uh 
I kind of want to work this story out. I, uh, you guys ever do things just for the story? Like no matter how stupid it is, you, you just go off and on an adventure, uh, just, just to say that you've done it. Uh, I do that a lot. We all do that a lot. My, my favorite one that I've done is I, I once drove, uh, a cumulative 10 hours to get in and out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was in college. I was very hard pressed for friends. Uh, freshman in college, very hard pressed for friends. Didn't know what to do to. Didn't know what what it meant to be a friend, a uh, long term like friend at all. Uh, because at that point, my only friends that I've had were from high school, which was like four year, four to eight years max. Like you, you don't really have friends in elementary school. It's not really friends. Like it's just people that hate you the least. Uh, it's just people that share the same like like share the same starter pokemon with you like that's the only people that are friends with you in 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 elementary school other than that not really not you you don't really know what it means to be a friend now when you go drive uh five hours to an in and out and five hours back that's when you find out uh if you are a friend because if if here's the thing if you go and you make it back uh you might have a friend uh if you die uh that's obviously the optimal state because you don't want friends that will drive five hours for in and out um <laughs> so i uh i drove five hours down uh with this with this it wasn't it wasn't like a two-door coupe like one of those cars like a like a like a 90s late 90s coupe that just like uh i don't really want to finish this that was just, that that I don't know. Basically, what the story boils down to it was it was it was just a shitty remake, real life remake of Harold and Kumar to go to White Castle. Uh, that's that's the distillation of the whole story, except for instead of doing it because you're high, uh, we did it because one of my friends thought that it would be a romantic gesture for somebody, which is absolutely not. Okay, thank you. Kode Abe. No one likes cold in and out. Yay. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming. Thank you so much for stopping by. We have three open mics a week. Do you want to try it? Do you want to try it? Do you want to try it? Next time. Yeah, come on back. Be be a comic. Yay. Um, I'll close. That was really cool that we had four real audience members today. Um, I'm going to close it out with this because you talked about in and out I wanted to run for mayor of the city because of In-N-Out. Do you know that in San Francisco, seven by seven, nine districts, there is merely one In-N-Out? Yeah. It doesn't even have a drive-through. It's the one solvable problem in San Francisco. Can't solve the homeless problem, can't solve the high rent, the high rent prices, but what can we solve? More than one fucking In-N-Out in San Francisco. There's, there's nine districts. There should be an In-N-Out in each district. Right now, it's just at the Wolf for the tourists. I have no love for the tourists. I say In-N-Out for the people of San Francisco now. Vote for me for mayor, and I will make sure that every closed McDonald's turns into an In-N-Out. Yay! You've seen them, all the closed McDonald's. Why are they still there? In-N-Out, In-N-Out. Okay, that was fun. Thank you guys for being here. This was really great. Uh, every Saturday we have an open mic where I just give people time based on how many people come, and you guys are great. And thanks. Does, well, I mean, when I run back there, does anyone want to come up and say what shows they have upcoming? I know you have a show. Do you have a show? Every Friday night we have Pampas Comedy Clubhouse here. Come to Wazima on Monday, nine o'clock. Open mic team comedy. So talk about your shows and then I'll.
just the close ones? Yeah, just run up there and tell everybody about your show, Rob. Oh, uh, it's grimy at Il Parada. It's at 8 o'clock next Thursday, the 20th. Yeah, it's one of those days. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's pretty, that's my closest show. I pretty and much he's also it. part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy yeah, Festival coming go. up March, March 1st through 7th yeah. here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! So, yeah. Woo. Matthew Kirk. Uh, I, I, on Monday, I'm going to be at the Good, the Bad, and the Funny cool. at Blondie's in Valencia. On Valencia. It's a great show. It's totally yeah. free. That's another good one. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all I've got on How do, do you like here? Do you like the caricature they drew of you? Uh, is my forehead that big? I think I have a round head, and they kind of squared me off. They gave me like a blockhead look. They kind of caricature you. I'm already a caricature, so you make a caricature of a caricature. That's like a, like a copy of a copy. You know, it gets like... They gave me a huge nose. I was yeah. like, my nose is that big. It's been broken five times. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me a fucking forehead and, and squared me off too much, I think. Exciting, exciting. What, what Cody, any do? shows? Uh, He's looking up on his phone. Getting it done. Uh, None this week. All right, thank you guys so much for being here. Have a great Saturday. CFO here, here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio! San Francisco Gold Cadillac with the white material. Black, black, black. Smoking big spliffs and cruising on the freeway. Good feeling. I'm a tourist. Lori Stanton. I am Teddy, Vegas, and adolescent. And I will cut the Henry. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here. Nurse Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 
There's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! 
Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Thanks for listening to the Saturday Open Mic. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can get your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival right now on the front of our website, mutinyradio.fm. Please, please, please buy your tickets. Support the station. Thank you. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host, Pam Benjamin, brings you the best everyone's dietary needs the road of life having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks how should i expect on the plains to meet greater danger in the mountains i met the tiger and come out unscathed on the plains i encountered men and was thrown into prison I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose, and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. 
I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. Inside the prison, the ward is shrouded in darkness. Outside, the rising sun is shown. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell. How lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. Waking, I'm brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock, the cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
Flat Black Plastic is a show you're tuned into in this station that's coming to you from the Mission District in sunny San Francisco's MutinyRadio.fm. Please keep a listening. Trying to be supportive, but then also not sometimes not knowing what to say. Okay. Um, because you know you'd come home some days and be like, "This is so terrible, and this is such a waste of time." do none of that should stop you okay what do you see as my biggest obstacle in being successful in comedy probably time right not having the time for one and you know maybe not having the confidence to keep doing it and a lot of times i'll do a set and it's like not a great set or it's a good set whatever but i don't know why and i don't know what worked about it or you know there's every time i do a set i'm always surprised at what the parts of the jokes people laugh at they don't laugh at something punchline necessarily they'll laugh at certain parts of my setup or i'll you know whatever or maybe it's a weird gesticulation but
Hey everybody, if you are tuned in to Mutiny Radio, we're doing some sound checking for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We have the movie This Is Your Laugh, created a documentary, created, directed, starring Chris Holstein. Exciting stuff. Also in that movie, uh, Warhol Kaufman, Irene Too, me, Pam Benjamin, exciting, and a bunch of other comedians. So we're sound checking and testing that right now. Uh, at six o'clock, it is Sounds from the Street. I don't know if they are here tonight or not, but we'll be playing an old Sound from the Streets after we're done sound checking this awesome movie here on Mutiny Radio. Thanks for tuning in again. Sounds from the Street is going to come up right after this, a vintage version of Sounds from the Street here on Mutiny Radio. I mean, I think maybe what's also hard is it's it's difficult to get really honest feedback when you do stand-up comedy. Aside from just the live performance, you know, you can talk to someone afterwards and say, how did I do? And they'll say, oh, you did funny, you were great. You know, but there's, you really need a 